Hello and welcome to Theatre Club Podcast. We bring you theatre news, theatre booze and theatre reviews. What is a theatre booze this week, Oscar? So this week I have made us drinks. So we've got three shows that we are reviewing this week. We mm-hmm. are reviewing the Black Sabbath Ballet by the Birmingham Royal Ballet, which we saw at Sadler's Wells. I finally went to see Dear England, starring Ray Fiennes, written by James Graham. It's just transferred from the National Theatre to the West End. And then also we went to see today Flowers for Mrs. Harris, which is a musical, new production of a musical we've seen before, starring Jenna Russell, that has just opened at the Riverside Studios in Hammersmith. Mm. So I thought Flowers for Mrs. Harris, I was trying to think of floral cocktails. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going to try and do something with rose petals because... If you buy, I did not know that if you buy an organic rose, you can just eat the petals of of a rose. Like if it's organic, they're edible. So I thought oh, I could do something with that. Then I realised where am I going to find an organic rose? I didn't. I just like where do you? Yeah. Yeah. So what I did instead was the you got last... up at four a.m. You went to Covent Garden Flower yes. Market. Yeah. For the All sake of this I drink, is a room <laughs> somewhere. Um, no, I went into my own garden and I had a tiny bit of. Uh, lavender left and I thought I'll make a lavender syrup so just snip your you can can tell somebody's not working (laughs) somebody's out of a job at the minute (laughs) so I snipped my lavender Um, I gave a little rinse oh yeah and then you just put it in sugar and water heat it for a few hours and just keep um, on looking at it, stirring? No, I literally heated it for like 10, 20 minutes and then turned it off and then I've let it seep all day. So wait, you're heating it in sugar? Yeah, yeah. Sugar, half sugar, half water to make a simple syrup of lavender. And then I've just mixed that. I've done basically a um, like a Paloma cocktail, which is tequila with grapefruit. But instead of like for the sugar, usually you'd use agave or like just a simple, simple sugar syrup. I'm using a lavender syrup to create this floral lavender cocktail. Ooh, have um, you, you know Paloma has soda water in it? It doesn't have to. Does it not? No. Oh. And you don't have soda water anymore in your house. So <laughs> this Paloma is a, a lavender Paloma, floral inspired mm. for um, our review of Flowers for Mrs. Harris. Cheers. Clink. <laughs> um, do you have a top tip before we do our first review? Well, I don't have a top tip, but I did want to tell you that I got a... I'd booked a last minute ticket to see a show at the Southwark Playhouse oh, yes. called Police Police Cops, Cops the yes. musical. And you messaged me in the interval. I honestly, it's probably one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Really? I didn't, oh. I didn't want it to end. Like I've never ever oh. thought I just need to see more of this. It's so funny. It's the musicality, the, the physical scenes in it are so good. The, the, the throwbacks to the 80s, the how sexy police cops were, the storyline in it is just wild. Yeah, it's like a big spoof, right? It's a big spoof. And I just, like, the whole company is having so much fun. There's, like, a, a really cool band that's to one side. And even, like, the drummer is just pissing himself laughing. <sighs> like, because it's so fun. Because they improvise two scenes in it. Okay. There's, like, two little bits and, the, and they're all creasing. And it's just, it's so cool. It's so funny. It will definitely come back. It's got to. I mean, if everyone was standing cheering, so I reckon. Well, it's been at Edinburgh for since twenty fourteen or twenty sixteen in a non musical version. So I was looking it up when you told me. Oh, I can't so the company that. they just it was just a spoof play called Police Cops, spoofing like old cop movies yeah. and stuff. And they did it 2016, 17, 18 and nineteen at Edinburgh. And it was a huge hit, and now they've made it into a musical. 
So they've added songs into their kind of existing. Each uh, each year it changed like a new version. It felt very much like when we first, the first ever time we saw Operation Mince Me. Yeah. You know, when you're like, we're, I'm watching something really special. And you went to the last created. bloody performance. And I messaged you afterwards. I was like, you have to get down here. There's one yeah, ticket. Yeah, you went to the matinee, but I couldn't go to the evening. No. Oh my God. Oscar. But my hope is it'll be, if they've done the kind of the non-musical version for like four years on the trot, and now this musical version's clearly been a huge hit, I'm hoping it'll come back either Edinburgh next year or they'll bring a new version of it back to Southwark. Like, do anything to get a ticket okay. for this. Okay. okay I'm so going to keep my eye on them. So I think the company's called Police Cops. Oh, okay. And it's a three, a th- three, three-person company that kind of devised and put the whole thing on. Um, I was reading all about it, so I've got like Google Alert set ready for their next for their next show. I would like to book some more shows at Southwark Playhouse, so maybe we should look at booking. Oh, what a lovely war! Mm-hmm. Um, it's just such a great theatre, and it's just it's always like you know reasonably priced tickets, a great view. So it's worth just taking a punt sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and they've got some... What else do they have? Oh, the sort of Lizzie Borden um, rock musical is starting soon. Yeah, maybe that we should That sounded book kind that. of fun. And oh, what a lovely war. Oh, and then Unfortunate, the kind of um, Ursula from Little Mermaid parody. Yes, that's already that's... been on at the South Bank, I think. So we yeah. should see if, how, what the reviews were like for that. I think it did pretty well. And then that's coming back. Um, yeah, they always have some good stuff on there, and I've not been for a while. So yeah, we'll look into some more Southwark stuff, I think. So let's get into a review uh, yes. of the Flowers for Miss Harris, which we saw at the Riverside Studios in Hammersmith. Starring Jenna Russell as Mrs. Harris, Ada Harris. And Jenna Russell is one of our favourite actors, isn't she? Yeah. We go and see pretty much anything that she's in. Anything she's in. Um, yeah, she's just a brilliant actor and musical theatre actor specifically. And um, so this show people might know it because a movie just came out recently called but the movie was called was it called mrs harris goes to paris that's film? right maybe um but it's based on this musical which we saw in the chichester festival theater probably 2018 or something like yeah mm. sort of quite a while ago and we didn't know anything about it when we saw it but it is about do you want to do a synopsis yeah it's about um a cleaning lady she's living in battersea in Sort of just after the war, just after yeah, the second... 50s, maybe early 50s. Yeah, just after the Second World War. Yeah. And she's a cleaning lady and she's a lovely soul who has her sort of clients, as she calls them, and they all are quite sort of demanding, but she's got a sort of cheery spirit and she goes and cleans for them every day and she has her friend who comes to see her, who's also a cleaning lady and her friend is called... Violet. Violet. Her neighbour, yeah. And both of their husbands died in the war. And she sort of has this moment where she sees a Kristen Dior dress in one of her clients' um, closets and has this moment where she realises that life is about more than just looking after other people. She wants to feel noticed and looked after herself and she wants to feel like she's done something amazing for herself. And so she decides mm. that she is going to do everything she can to get this Christian Dior dress. So she starts finding out how I, how I would even get to Paris, how much money would it cost? I'm going to need a passport. And yeah. her friend says that she's going to help her. And over it takes them like two years, but they scrimp and save and do extra jobs. They're mending. They're not going to the cinema anymore. She's a hard worker. Yeah, she's a yeah, really hard worker. I'd kind of forgotten that she wins the pools Oh, yes. But that's not enough money for the dress, which I thought was quite a clever story rather than just, you know, 
she the the luck gets her there. She still has to work really hard, but that's like the incentive to actually believe that she can do it, which is good because that's what the story's about, isn't it? About yes. her character, about her being hardworking and also just being a very lovely person. She just wants to do for other people, doesn't she? Yeah, and when she She's gets helpful. to when she gets to Paris and she goes to the house of Dior, um, obviously they look at her with her cleaning like yeah. apron on still and they're like you're a cleaning woman but then she sort of wins them over as well doesn't yeah, she Yeah, she kind of wins everyone over by her, her her spirit and her nature for helping people so it's a very like positive feel good you know triumph of the human spirit karma coming back if you know do good deeds so it's quite sentimental sentimental is the word yeah it's a sentimental show which you know would turn some people off and i wouldn't say that oh i, I love sentimental things but when it's done right sentimental is kind of when it's done right it's great oh it's so good it's such a great show i'm just thinking back about it now and just thinking there's like this moment at the end of the first act where she's sort of talking to her husband he comes on stage she's talking to him like throughout throughout it really isn't she yeah um and they're just they're so sweet and he says look if i was here i'd be helping you get this dress and you should sell my watch and she says i don't want to sell your watch Oh, it's just, it gets me every time. Well, yeah. the, both the times I've seen it, yeah. I've I've gone into the interval, like, crying. And this is a musical. Um, the movie that people might have seen, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, is not. But this is a musical. And it's the kind of musical that I wouldn't necessarily say I usually love. So it's not um, a classical kind of book, num- you know, there's not set songs. You wouldn't really... I wouldn't class this as a musical. It's funny. I know it's got a lot of songs in it, but it's, it just... Yeah, it's almost... And it's not sung through, but it's that sort of singing where they're talking and then it leads into singing, but they're still conversational, almost oper- operatic-like in the fact that they're just kind of talking. There's not a single dance piece in this. There's no dancing. No, there's no, no, no. There's, there's like a cast of seven or something. It's yeah. very small. And they're just sort of talking with musical accompaniment, but then occasionally... And I don't usually like that because sometimes I feel like maybe I'm just uneducated in sort of opera and recitative and whatever, but I kind of feel like you've just sort of written music, you're kind of singing in a melody, it's not even rhyming. Mm. Whereas this, I really like the way it's conversational and then they will put in a rhyme here and there and the rhymes then really kind of punch harder because they they hit the ear different because you're sort of listening to one sound and then the rhyme will like like have quite a nice sentimental line to it and it really sort of then catches you because you hear that rhyme and you're suddenly like oh that's like it ends a line really well yes so let's just talk about the cast so jenna russell jenna russell obviously you know that woman she can just she's like emma thompson she can just do a look Mm. she says it all with her eyes when she cries you really feel like she's actually crying yeah this is the perfect role for her yeah and she says lines in a very believable way she Mm -hmm. just sort of speaks like you think it's actually how you forget that somebody's acting um i thought her husband oh albert albert played by hal flower funnily <laughs> enough flowers mrs harris hal flower i preferred the husband in the original um the the, the production that we saw down at chichester because oh, i yeah. felt that he was a bit more lovable and a bit more kind of soft whereas i think this man he that, was a bit younger he was one, younger but and then I think so they, was jenna exactly jenna's Russ. Or she ple- she felt younger than the Mrs. Harris we saw originally. Perhaps, yeah, so I think more. they'd put somebody with her that was quite young, and I just don't know if it made me love him as much somehow. I didn't think yeah. I didn't feel her as, as lovable, whereas the one we saw before was kind of bald and a bit yeah. tubby, and I just. But maybe this way, I felt like they were in love. Maybe they were trying to show him more as a dashing young man that had gone to the war. And I didn't think he had the best singing voice either. Didn't no, love. No, but I didn't mind that because again, this is not a big 
classical musical. This is more like talking and singing. Mm. Anyway, he was good, yeah. And then um, let's talk about the friend, Yeah, Violet, Violet. her best friend next to her neighbour, Annie Wensack. She was really good. Brilliant. Really, really funny, really nice, like, because she's kind of a bit of a hysterical character, but you could see why they were friends. Yeah, I she, really was, liked her. she was really good. And then the other thing, the other person uh, that I thought was worth a mention was the... Um, the woman that played the one of her clients who sells antiques. Oh yeah, what was she, what was her character called? Could that be? Yeah, she played the countess. Uh, she was called Pippa Winslow, and she, she also good. played. She then swapped roles and did in Paris. Oh yes, she was the seamstress. Yeah, so we should say that this is a much smaller company than the Chichester one. For anyone who saw the Chichester Festival production, that production was. The Chichester Festival Theatre is a big theatre and they really, it was quite a lavish production. Considering it's such a small story in the Battersea bit, when they get to Paris in Chichester, they really showed off and had, do you remember when they had Mm. all the girls trying on all the dresses? They had like a huge, people who just came on for that scene. It was like quite big, whereas this is much smaller. So we have lots of kind of dual role playing when she goes to Paris. Yeah, I would like... Which worked quite well. It worked well, but I was reading a few reviews before we came to see this today and I was thinking... The reviews haven't been great, so I think the reason for that is it. This is a very scaled back production. Like it's not even in a like the Riverside Studios where it's at. It doesn't feel like a huge proper theatre, does it? Like it's yeah. It's our first time seeing something there. It's yeah. You're not in. It's not got like it's a studio theatre. So the the chairs were actually comfortable. They had armrests, but they're not um like fixed. You know, theatre seating. But I did think that the stage, it was a raised stage still, and it was, I think what they did with the set was actually quite clever, considering it wasn't a huge set. They had a revolve going, uh, Nick Coral did the sets, and I quite like all the door Oh no, what they did with the, the it's a very shallow, very shallow, yes, isn't it's it? it's quite shallow. Um, I think what they did was brilliant. I just think it didn't make the production feel as big as it, yeah, like you said, at yeah. Chichester, and I think that's perhaps why it just didn't feel like, yeah. you know, tip top ripe for a transfer though if this went to a slightly bigger theatre and just got polished up and had a few more cast added um because yeah the multi-rolling i thought was fine for the main characters because the similarities between them mirrored well but for some of the smaller parts like all the girls trying on the dresses it was lovely and chichester just to be like oh my god who are are these these models models? yeah have just arrived for just this the luxury of this scene yes but I do think that what you lack in that scale, I was thinking we were second row from the front. It kind of made up for an intimacy. And for us to sit that close to Jenna Russell and see her do a really intimate performance, that's kind of what you get in return, in exchange. Yeah, for you're what right. we didn't get at Chichester. Yeah, you're we so right. we sat further back because we, we didn't want to pay loads Look, of money for those it seats. it did so. not disappoint. I no. had a great day. It's such a great show. It's such a great story. Yeah. It's so heartwarming. It's very sentimental, but I think it will melt most people's hearts. I loved hearts it. Because it's, it kind of leans into the sentimentality. So it's not pretending to be anything else. Also, and it is sweet. if you're considering going to see this, we took my auntie and she does not like musicals. No. She doesn't like musicals. She wasn't that excited. She also listened to a few of the songs on the way up to London which, and was, yeah, it's not a good idea if you're going to see this because they're not those kind of songs. No, but she loved it. Yeah, and they my, really liked my it. uncle loved it too. Yeah, I yeah. think it's just you'd have to be like, have a heart stone not to enjoy it. It's a, such a lovely story. I really think people should go and see this. It's called Flowers for Miss Harris. It's at the Riverside Studios, which is in Hammersmith, and it's on there until November the twenty fifth. So about a month more and we got really good price tickets. I've seen a few ticket offers for this. Today, ticks are currently running one. 
um, Time Out had an offer for it. They also have a daily rush scheme on Today Ticks, and they're only £15. And we sat right at the front, which, although you were maybe a bit too close to mm. really take it all in, I did love seeing Jenna up close. But obviously, if you had your I choice, think a few go back. a bit further back. But our aunt and uncle, they sat quite far back, I think. They got cheap tickets on an offer for 20 quid, but they said they had brilliant view because you couldn't really get a bad view. It's a studio, square, theatre, mm. no obstructions. So I would say just do a ticket offer or do the rush tickets for 15 quid. But you can definitely get seats for like £15. Leicester Square Tickets, their website, they also do them daily. But yeah, there's quite a few offers running for it and I would recommend it. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's a really lovely heartwarming show. It really is. Um, so that's Flowers for Mrs. Harris. Riverside Studios in Hammersmith on until November 25th. Should we do Dear England next? Yes, I'm dying to hear what you thought because obviously I went to see this when it um, first started at the National Theatre earlier this year. It's about the England football team. Yep, Gareth Southgate's reign as England manager, how he came to be England manager and then him taking them through one World Cup, Euros and another World Cup. And it's directed by Rupert Gould, who, from the Almeida, with James Graham, the playwright, he wrote this. They did Ink together, of course, at the Almeida. Quiz is a James Graham play. Um, and so this has got, like, it It did so well at the National. It's got you a transfer now, it. yeah. So it's now at the Prince Edward Theatre, which is in Soho. I've never been there before. You saw Mary Poppins there. But it's a really good theatre. It's big. Um, I had amazing seats. I got to go on a press night, which was amazing. Um, but I think in the stalls, actually, you'd get a pretty good view anyway. But I'll talk about that and be right at the end. So, yeah, you had raved about this. Neither of us are football fans, and nope. yet you still really enjoyed it. I went with Rory, who is a football fan. So I was with someone that knew, like, a little bit more than I did. And we both really, really enjoyed it. But I think Rory had a few more reservations than me, <laughs> maybe because he knows more about football. Okay. But as for someone who didn't know anything about football, I was still, like, totally enthralled. When something is done well like um did you ever watch senna the documentary about racing no so good like a riveting like edge of your seat documentary and racing is so boring Mm -hmm. like if you watch formula one on tv i find it terribly dull but if it's put together well and that's this and james graham writes in that really kind of like snappy way doesn't he yes like especially the opening scenes they're almost like something from a film and then the the scene changes are done really like music starts playing everyone kind of rushes off those doors are wheeled on, the stage is spinning, the set's really cool, it has like big projections, it looks like you're in a big stadium, it's like a big ring light above, everything just kind of moves at a real like pace. I loved the set, the set design is by Ez Devlin, who has done a lot of things at the Royal Opera House, but also does a lot of really cool stuff, she did Rihanna's halftime Super Bowl. Yeah, it felt Um, very sleek and modern, Yeah, the projections were really seamless, the lighting, everything was really cool it kind of moved at a real good pace it's so modern yeah and it's an interesting story obviously um pippa what was her the psychologist that they bring in to help them try and understand why the team is not doing as performing as well yeah and there's you know he's sort of saying his thing was like there's a culture that's sort of that's the problem here like why why and her thing um is about she's like a what's called like motivational speaker or she was a psychiatrist and then moved into these like corporate kind of working with companies about fear her thing is about like tackling your fears and all that so that was all really interesting she's a really good character in it and the performances were really funny Mm. um harry kane was really funny that got like 
huge laughs I mean, every time he I, it, those on. impressions that he's doing are so spot on apparently but i i don't know who harry i didn't really understand yeah. like well, how accurate you, they were but he's just yeah. such a good character well even if you don't get it yeah it's funny because he's kind of a man of few words he's quite monosyllabic and they use that in a really comical way and yeah meeting all the footballers they all kind of get their own little stories um, I thought there was a few bits, it got a little bit slow towards the end. And although you were saying you like the penalty taking thing, I didn't feel like it had quite the drama that it could have, but I don't know how else you'd do it. Mm. What I did really enjoy was all the prime ministers doing their penalties. That was so funny. So running through the story, you have each prime minister that we've had, obviously Cameron, Theresa May, like we've been through quite a lot during that time and that was when each of them leaves they come and have their kind of moment to take a penalty which mirrors Gareth Southgate's missed penalty kind of worst moment of his career mm. and their moment where they've lost their position and they come and take that, that was just really funny yeah um Keir Starmer was actually in the audience oh. so I was kind of thinking I wonder if he's finding this I wonder if he's lolling at these hilarious <laughs> like the Theresa May like the way she walked on that just was really funny it's so good, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, it's a really funny play. It kind of, it does zip along, even though it is two hours, 50 minutes. Oh, it's long. It does need a trim. It does. I went in the evening and when we were driving home, I was so tired. Yeah, it's a seven o'clock start. I don't know if it was at the National, but it starts at seven now so that it can finish earlier, I think. Okay, I don't think it was when we saw it. No, so that's probably a wise choice. Um, so yeah, I think there are a few moments where it just drops in pace a little bit for me and we could have got there quicker. And then the other thing is that, although I really liked all of the Pippa and the like psychology of it all, I felt that kind of building towards, and the Gareth Southgate's whole thing was this like storytelling, we're going to like become storytellers and we're going to improve as a team in a three act structure like you would in World Cup number one is act one, Euros act two, and then the big finale act three is the World Cup in 2022, was it? Anyway, um, I felt that, the kind of denouement where they tried to like wrap it all up and show what he had done because they have obviously after the Euros there was that backlash when we had the three black players take the last three penalty kicks Mm. and miss all three and there was like that awful backlash and it kind of showed the really ugly side of football fandom and then the ending of this tries to kind of wrap it up in in the World Cup when we didn't win there wasn't any of that and that's kind of down to Sarah, Gareth Southgate, and that's like the success of what he did manage to achieve. And look, I'm sure that is true in many ways in terms of what he did to the team and how they handled it. But in terms of how the public reacted, I kind of feel like, I don't know, it was a little bit like, okay. You wish, you me, wish that it happened. Yeah, like yeah. Me Too's happened, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, like every, lots of other things have happened that have informed how the country like responded to that. So maybe that was a little simplistic wrap up at the end and maybe it would have been better to look more at the personal stories of the, I know, I guess it had the bit with Marcus Rashford and that was like pretty cool about how they like brought in politics to the game when Mm. it was always footballers shouldn't be involved in politics, just play the game. And they all started kind of being more like openly activist and standing up for what they believe in. So that was good. But Mm. I just kind of felt the ending was a bit like, well, well, Rory felt it. Rory brought this comment to my attention and I thought, oh yeah, maybe that is a little... A little simplistic to kind of be like, you know, the one man at the centre. Yeah. But Rafe Fine, sorry, we should say, stars as Gareth Southgate and he's really good. 
Like, it's a very good... He looks so like Gareth Southgate. And that's not just to do with the way he looks. He does look quite similar. But it's obviously the styling, but his performance really, it sells Gareth Southgate. You do feel... I really liked... Like, I found it so interesting, because I know nothing about football. Yeah. Even... Yeah, I feel like I know a little more. Well, even, like, when they said... He he used to wear those waistcoats and everything, didn't yeah. he? And then they said, "No, stop wearing those." Well, no, he's decides he's like, "I don't want to do the waistcoat thing anymore. I, I want to be. Like, change I want to look. look like one of the players." Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to. I just. I don't want to be this figurehead anymore. And I was like, "That's really cool." Like little choices like that. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I didn't know about that. Yeah, it is. It loads of. I found loads of it really interesting. And yeah, James Graham just has a very commercial, entertaining way of writing. I just like, really hope people go and see this as well. Maybe like kids I, who yeah. like think theatre's really boring and then they'll go yes. and see this. Oh, they'll see this and they'll be like, oh, this is like TV. Yeah. This is like a movie. Yeah. This is like entertaining. Like there was a few scenes where I think the pace got lost, but for the most part, the stage is spinning. Look, we like, can agree that everything is too long. Yes. And this is definitely one of those things. Because I thought it started at seven because it was a press night when I went. But um, it starts at seven normally. So if you're going to see this, just make sure you get there at seven. But because it was a press night, ours didn't even start till 20 past. But I did see a lot of celebs. Who else was there? um, Android Webber was there. Cameron McIntosh, but he owns the theatre. Keir Starmer, saw Samantha Spiro, saw Will Powter from Midsummer. Ooh. Um, I saw, who else was there? Taryn Edgington was there. Um, Kush Jumbo from The Good Fight sat two seats in front of me. Kush is over from the States. Yeah, so I sort of looked. Matthew McFadden from Succession walked right past oh me. God, who isn't at, like this? I think is Harriet amazing. Walters was there, also from Succession, who played the mum. Wow. Who else did I see? I feel like I saw someone else. There was loads of famous people. Anna Maxwell Martin. Yeah, they cool. were just everywhere. So that was. Quite this is cool. the hot ticket. I really think everyone should go and see this. Talk to us about seats. How much are seats? Where should people sit? Well, obviously, this is a hot ticket. So they are doing a rush tickets on today ticks. They are twenty five pounds. You get them on the day. I don't know where. I haven't tried it yet, so I don't know where you get your seats. But they've actually got some like fairly decent seats. Uh, not at the moment because it's half term. But if you look a bit further forward. I think I sat in the stalls, had really good seats right in the middle of the stalls. But as I walked in, I genuinely thought like the back of the stalls are actually not bad in that theatre. It's very wide. Mm -hmm. It's not that deep. So I think if you sat towards the back of the stalls, right at the back is 23 and sort of row X. So one, two, three, four, five, six rows from the back are 39. And I actually think you'd have it on the, and these are on the edge. I mean, I think I even think if you don't go to, view. if you don't go to the theatre very often, or maybe you're taking your boyfriend or like somebody that loves football that doesn't usually go to the theatre, yeah. pay 50 quid for this. But yeah, so for £50, you can sit slightly more central um, towards the back of the stalls. And I think you'll be really happy. Nothing happens at the top of the stage. Maybe you'd miss a little bit of that big stadium ring light, but nothing actually happens no. in it. Um, everything happens on the bottom of the stage. So I think, yeah, for £50, but if you want to go to the back of the stalls, I think you get a pretty good seat. Or what's the back of the dress circle? They're like 39 but I didn't go up there. But I thought the back of the stalls actually looked decent. No obstructions, no pillars. So I would recommend that, or um, if you want to go on the day, today ticks. But I don't think we'll be seeing many, like, offers for this no. if it does well and I think it will I've just felt like the buzz that night all the celebs that were there mm-hmm. everyone knows this is a big hit from the national and it was running at the Prince Edward Theatre in Soho until January the 13th and yeah I mean I would recommend it I'd recommend it to 
football fans, definitely to people who don't see a lot of theatre, because I feel like this will open their eyes. It's very commercial, accessible, fast-paced. There's nobody that wouldn't enjoy this. I just think it's such a great show. I loved it. Yeah, I think even like our mum, who has zero, even less interest in and knowledge in football than you, she would enjoy it just as a piece of theatre, probably, because it is, you know, some invented staging, direct, you know, good performances across the board. Um, who played Pippa, actually? I want to give her a shout out because I really liked her performance. Um, Pippa Grange was played by Gina McKee, and she was really good. She yeah. was like a good, she's kind of the second lead to the Gareth Southgate character by Ray Fiennes. She's really good. Whole cast is incredible. Um, so that's Dear England, now at the Prince Edward Theatre until January 13th. Definitely worth Like, that's an amazing Christmas present for somebody in your family. Oh, yeah. Okay. So final our final show, show is. Birmingham Royal Ballet's production of Black, Black Sabbath. Sabbath, the Is ballet. Is it called Black Sabbath or Black Sabbath, the ballet? I think it's called Black Sabbath, the ballet. And it's on at Sadler's Wells Theatre in Angel. And we went to see this. Oh, I just went, sorry. I went to see this without you. Okay. Oh, sorry. I was there. Oh, yeah. Do you not remember? <laughs> I suddenly, it's because I originally was going to take somebody else and then you were a stand-in. Wow, I was really electrifying company. Awkward. So we went to see this together um, <laughs> this week. It was about two days ago. <laughs> I don't have any oh, recollection of, like, yeah, I'm so sorry. Um, Birmingham Royal Ballet, Birmingham, the home of Black Sabbath, who were sort of credited as inventing heavy metal, sort of. Yeah, well, they some are. people say that. Yeah. Ozzy Osbourne was obviously their front man for a while. Um, Carlos Acosta is the director of the Birmingham Royal Ballet, but we know him from Royal Ballet. Mm-hmm. Um and the Cuban Missile, as he is sometimes called, Oscar. Oh, really? Yep. Um, so this is an exciting new piece. It's three a three-act, three different kind of ballets inspired by and using the music of Black Sabbath. Yeah, it's not a, it's not like a full-length musical, you know, telling the story of Black Sabbath. It's no. just a ballet, three pieces set to music of Black Sabbath. Yes. And, I mean, I don't have a huge lot to say about this, actually, because I actually was a little bit disappointed. I was expecting kind of a real rock and roll night. Mm-hmm. When I say rock and roll, I mean like to be wowed to my a sensory overload because that's what I associate with like heavy metal. Yeah. The music seemed, when we, when the first piece started, I thought, oh, the music isn't as... We were sat at the back of the stools, but the music that's didn't true. seem very loud. Yes. And then the set design was not cool. It looked like these sort of floating bottle caps. If you imagine a bottle cap with a logo on it, they sort of came down yeah, maybe, and they were illuminated. I think those might have been a Black Sabbath iconic thing that we didn't get. Like part of their imagery, you know, like the the sort of lips, tongue from Rolling Stones. Maybe that's like a Black Sabbath. Maybe those meant something to somebody else, but they didn't really mean anything to us. But I agree with the sound. It wasn't loud enough. It wasn't loud enough. So I kind of just felt like it was, it made it feel awkward. Remember when we saw Bjork Ballet? Oh, by, that's what um, I kept on Arthur thinking Pitter, the whole way through. And, and we that... sat at the back of the circle for that. And I feel like that, it was like Bjork was blasting through those speakers. The sound was in your stomach. Whereas this is Black Sabbath. And I just felt like they had a, a live guitarist on stage, which was kind of cool. He was very good. Really and cool. then an orchestra in the pit. And then they also had some bits of track. But it just didn't, it wasn't loud enough. I shouldn't yeah. be able to hear your feet dancing, like on the no, stage. Not to Black I, Sabbath. Not to Black Sabbath. But let's say what we did like. The choreography itself, we both thought was, there were some really um, inventive, cool, edgy moves. Like they did this kind of thing with their arms where they made them like coat hangers, like bats. Or bats, yeah, because didn't Ozzy Osbourne famously bite the head of a bat? Yeah, I think drunk the blood of a bat or something, I don't know. So there was some really good choreography in there. 
So lead choreographer was Pontus uh, Lidberg, who I've not heard of. And then two other choreographers, Raul Rinoso and Casey Anne Branches. Anne Branch. Mm-hmm. But I did think that the first and first and third were a bit too similar. Yeah. Because um, the end of the first one was quite cool. It built to quite a very centre stage, you know, the, the movie yeah. centre stage. That felt cool, but then they sort of repeated that again in the third act and it had already been done. Mm. So, yeah, it didn't overwhelm us. It underwhelmed me. It kind of yeah. made me feel... I got, honestly, I've forgotten that we'd gone a little bit. Like, none of it's mm. really stayed with me. No, not special enough. Yeah, that's why I'm not remembering you even. we even went. I literally just was like, cool. So remembering I'm there. Yeah, I didn't even remember you were there because it just didn't... Whereas when I think of Bjork Ballet... And yes. how it made me feel and listening to that music and seeing the mirrored floor and the costumes. Like, the costumes in this were cool. They were, like, black black tights with, like, you know, slip back hair and very punky, yeah. but not, not nothing special. No, it didn't, yeah. What a miss, you know, when you yeah. just think. And the poster, if you look this up, yes. Black Sabbath Ballet, the poster is really cool. I'm like, this is going to be wild. But it didn't have that. It was a shame. It was a real shame because I was just, I had such high expectations. I was really looking forward to that. Um, So, I mean, would I recommend going to see that? I think it's probably finished at Saddle as well. So it's kind of neither here nor there. Okay, well, if it comes back, would I say go and see it? Probably Probably not. not. Just because you'll be... Maybe if you've never seen ballet, I was kind of thinking that, you it know. is a bit centre stage. You're like, oh, ballet can be cool. Yeah, ballet can be cool. But I think it's a shame that it's called Black Sabbath ballet because then you're just expecting, you know, more the energy rock, level more. of Black Sabbath. And they didn't actually, for any Black Sabbath fa- fans, they played some bits of track, but actually the music was more like they would take the central riff and then orchestralise it. Yeah, it's not to the actual songs. No, no, occasionally they'd do a little bit of a verse, a little bit of a chorus, but it was more orchestral and it just didn't hit hard enough it was meh it was a bit meh it's a shame Shame. but that was a black sabbath ballet at um it's the royal uh, birmingham royal ballet all the dancers were incredible though yes i would obviously go and watch another royal birmingham can i just say the main thing that really bothered me at the beginning was they did that dance and not a single person was in unison like they weren't all dancing together. That were they op- supposed to be in canon though? Like I, I think, think some bits were supposed to be slightly off. I don't know. They were all doing the same thing, but it wasn't off enough. It made mm. me question: like, is this is yeah. this meant to be all together, or is this meant to be? There sli- were some moments, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. But that, other, but I really didn't get that. No, maybe that's choreography. Technically, though, brilliant dancers. Um, Great company. Yeah, yeah, they do a very famous Swan Lake every year, don't they? Uh, Birmingham Royal Ballet. So it's a, it's a high pedigree. I'd see other stuff by them, but this was a bit of a miss. Yeah. That's about it. Oh, the thing I was going to tell you was that, speaking of Dear England and the 7pm start time, the National Theatre are going to start trialling this new thing where they do early start times. I don't know if it's going to be for all shows or if it's on like certain days. They're going to try... I can't remember how early they were going to do it. Six or six thirty starts. They said something to do with like the new hybrid working, like people are able to get to theatre earlier. Or this is music something. to my ears. Yeah. Well, um, now you know what they're doing. Like Annie Max now doing these day raves in Finsbury Park. Mm-hmm. I just went to that new IKEA building, and it was done by ten thirty. That yeah. that new um, sort of rave warehouse. I think people are just up for getting <laughs> home. It's like, and also they're so it's so near Waterloo National Theatre. People are always like running after a three-hour show to try and get that last train back to the, you know, 
Surrey, Kilimanjaro. God, this is going to be huge. Imagine for like the orchestra and the people in the show. They're like, great, we're all going to finish earlier. Yeah, I'm so up for it. I know sometimes like I didn't see Dear England the first time round because I couldn't get there from work. Work ran late. But if you know it's a day where you can get out of work and say, I'm leaving at five, I can get somewhere for six. Mm. Like, that's so cool. And then you can just be finished on the train at nine. So, yeah, that's a new thing the National Theatre are going to start trialling. So we should keep our eyes out for that, see what's coming up. And Love that idea. Yeah, very cool. Um, what do we have coming up in our next episode, do you reckon? I don't think we've got... We've got Sunset Boulevard probably next. Oh, with which, Nicole Scherzinger. Yes, which is getting some very good reviews. People are like, yeah, I'm so excited for that edgy new production. And we should, yeah, try and book something else in, in between that okay. and now in the next week. So mm. Hamnet's just open, so some good stuff. Hamnet, yes. Hamnet, yeah, which I mum read the book and said it was amazing. Royal Shakespeare Company doing that. But then I'm like, should I read the book? But then I'm like, am I ever going to read the book? Let's face it, neither of us I bought a book in the airport when I went on holiday recently and I did not read it once. <laughs> Just like, I don't have time when I'm on holiday. I had a, a theory that I'd be like, I'm just going to sit in a chair and read a book. But no, just don't, just didn't. Maybe like people read before they go to bed and you need to start going to bed yeah. earlier. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I probably should do that and read in bed. Yeah, maybe. Okay, well, we'll have, we've got Sunset Boulevard coming up and we'll find something else to go watch. Please listen to our book review on our new podcast. Yeah, the, my, book book review, my book review will be coming in 2024, <laughs> March, my short book. I will have read it by then. Uh, so again, thanks for listening to the Theatre Club podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Theatre Club Podcast. Bye. Bye.